Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Tune Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the second part of the 28th of February 1988, which we covered a couple of weeks ago. We didn't really get out of the top three, really. Should we have a bit of a look further down at the lower reaches, as they say, the nether regions, Sam, of this yeah. top 40? Let's get um, our hands dirty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's UB40 in Africa, Bambarter and Family there at number 40. I know nothing of that song. I don't know what happened with that. What? Number they f- did a, they did a, a, a duet. Yeah, Africa Bambarti and family and UB40. Reckless. Fucking um, hell. I'll have a short history. It got as high as number 17. No recollection of it at all. This is weird because I remember watching the repeats of like Top of the Pops 1983 ish kind of thing. And I remember every single fucking song in the top 40s. Then. Mm. But mm. then at some point, obviously, songs started to come out that I had no, no knowledge of. Other things started agree, to take yeah. my attention in life. I, 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 I agree, but I do wonder whether or not... I You know, it, I can watch uh, uh, Top of the Pops from, like, 1981, when I was just six, right? Yeah. And I don't have many other memories from six, but every song, like you say, will be familiar to me. More. Yeah. And yet you would have thought you'd be more switched on to pop culture mm-hmm. in 1988 when I would have been 13. And yet, yeah, I totally agree. And I'm convinced that that period of, of pop music in <laughs> the 80s, in the early 80s, was like just... I just think it meant more. I've just seen pop music sort of during that period was just fucking everything to everyone. Having said that, I've just scrolled through the rest of the top 40 and there's only one other song that I, I can't remember that's <laughs> in the top 40 that week. Well, but that was, oh, yeah. um, that is, uh, where's it gone? Jimmy and Stewart, see it again. Don't remember that. I remember, don't remember. we don't have to take our clothes off of course, to have a good time. But yeah. I don't remember see it again. But the rest of the top 40, I know all of it. So that, that point I just made there does not fucking stand at all. At number 32 that. is Heart mm. of Gold by Johnny Hates Jazz. I don't yeah. remember that song, but I do remember Johnny Hates Jazz. I couldn't sing it to you, but I'm aware of it. When I, I, One of the reasons I remember Johnny Hates Jazz, what, what I think of when I think of Johnny Hates Jazz today, mm. is if we fast forward to the mid-90s when I was at university with the woman who is now my... Mm good wife but then was merely a friend right that's a nice and basis for a relationship i think yes yeah 
Well, yeah, we've been friends for years. I mean, I've known yeah. her since school, but we didn't get together till I was like, till we were 20, you know. Mm. So it is quite a good basis. Who, yeah, made so, first, it, who made the first move? Oh, me. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> and it weren't the first either. I mean, it was a fucking... I've made lots of moves before I fucking got anywhere. So I've been we're trying friends. for years. Yeah, whatever. Come here. I've been trying for years. I said it. In my wedding speech, I mean, we got married when we were 30 and I realised I'd, I'd known her for like about almost 20 years by the right. time we got married. And I more or less said, yeah, I've been like literally trying to get this done for the last 20 years. <laughs> but we were on this train and it was her and another girl, a friend who I'd had a, let's say, a dalliance with mm, yes. in the past. But that was in the past then. So it was two girls, both of which I had had, one of which I had romantic designs on, the other one I had a romantic past with. Mm. But we were all friends and we were getting a train back. I remember the we were getting a train back from... Brighton, where we were at university, back to London together. And for some reason... The train stops the, the, in the, a tunnel. The lights go out when it emerges. One jazz. of them is dead. <laughs> Johnny Hates Jazz came up in conversation. Right. And one of them said, and I sort of sneered, it was the 90s, mate. So mm-hmm. obviously at that stage, everything in the 80s, you were sort of, we were kind of like, the 80s, oh God, oh shit. Yeah. Right. And someone mentioned Johnny Hates Jazz. And I'm like, fucking hell, Johnny Hates Jazz. What a load of shit. And one of the two girls, whether it was my good wife or the other one, went, yeah, I remember Johnny Hates Jazz. The lead singer was really fit. And I went, what? And then the other one said, yeah, he really was. And they both started giggling their heads off and then spent about half an hour of the journey talking about how fit the lead singer Johnny Hates Jazz was. And I cannot tell you how infuriating I found it. Right? I'll bet it, yeah, I'll bet it. It yeah. fucked me off so much. <laughs> it, I mean, looking back, I think, well, why was I jealous of a pop star from the 80s who these two girls fancied? <laughs> but it was like a personal jealousy thing. Like, if, no, he's if not, you like, about me. If you like Johnny H. Jess so much, why don't you marry him? Yeah, why don't we you want fucking let him finger you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard these shit fingering. One I wanted like to me. finger, and the other one I had fingered, and I'm fucking sitting there thinking they're talking about Johnny H. Jazz thing. Johnny H. Jazz, Johnny H. Jazz, it's some old man from the 80s. Look at me, I'm vital, I'm important. I'm the one you should be fancying, not I'm him. the future, he's the past. <laughs> you bastards. Anyway, every time Johnny H. Jazz comes up now, oh. when my wife is around, that conversation still gets recalled. <laughs> she goes, fucking Johnny H. Judge, do you remember how, how <laughs> fucked off you got when we talked about fancy? Because he'll come out and I'll still go, oh, Johnny H. Jazz, yeah, your boyfriend. <laughs> it's good Fucking Johnny H. Jazz, I ain't yeah. fucking Johnny. <laughs> Sammy H. Johnny H. Jazz. <laughs> the cunt wasn't even called Johnny. I know. Fucking typical. So he was I a liar he too. Fucking, Great. He fucking probably liked jazz by the looks of the cunt. <laughs> <coughs> Shit jazz uh, though. Yeah. Melodic well, jazz. Part of the new jazz hardcore jazz in the eighties, you know. Uh, right. What else have we got here? I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about? Hazy there? Shade of Winter, the Bangles. I mean, we always like a bit of a. It's, it's a shame to let any yeah. opportunity to discuss Susanna Hoff pass. Yeah, of course. I mean, this was Bangles, late period Bangles, I reckon, was it? 1988? Was it a couple um, of years after... Um, cover version. What, like an Egyptian or Manic yeah, Monday? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but probably before Eternal Flame, though, because I think that was 89. Yeah, Eternal Flame actually became, I think, their biggest. I think that was bigger than Manic Monday, because oh, yeah, that was, was number, number one, one for, for like ages, four, wasn't it? Four weeks or something, yeah. Is this burning? Yeah. Is it quite a nice song, really? I, I mean, didn't I like it at there's, the time. There's, there's not a lot I can say. This, here's a Shade of Winter was a, a cover version. Yeah. Uh, what is it, The Mamas and the Papas, that song? Is it? I think it was, yeah. Um Someone like that. I, mm. There's not really much that I can say about Susanna Hoffs that won't make me sound like a disgusting pig. So <laughs> it's probably best just left to the imagination, really. Why is Come On Everybody by Eddie Cochran at number 14, mate? American Trousers, as we, we described it. Uh, yeah. Eddie Cochran. I'll just put an Eddie Cochran, American Trousers, in the Google. <laughs> uh, see what that brings. I'll be on americantrousers.com. Um, I'm thinking we should do our own range of um, top flight time machine American trousers. Definitely, that's what people are really crying tight out for. Isn't American it? trousers. Yeah, Eddie Cochran, uh, Levi's five hundred one, nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, I don't remember it, the really? advert. I'll have a quick look at it. Don't oh, that that's too all. loud. <clears throat> Not one New of the York, classics. New Year's Eve, nineteen forty something. It's a fella. It's a party. There's a woman trying to decide what to wear for a party. Is she going to wear this dress? No. She's sitting on her bed. She can't find anything suitable to wear for the party. Oh, she's opened a suitcase, and inside the suitcase is a pair of American trousers. Ah, put these American trousers on. Off she goes with a a nice white jumper and some American trousers to the party. Everyone else is dressed up to the nines. There's balloons flying around. It's a New Year's Eve party. And the hero of the advert, of course, is the man, who, of course, is in control of these things. Mm. Uh, he decides that she's the one for him because she's gone against the grain Whoa, and wearing American, American trousers. I oh, can't wait to get those off you. Yeah. It'd be a nice chance to take some trousers off instead of lifting up a dress round the back. <laughs> I like a challenge. <laughs> and I think that's meant to be Eddie Cochran because it's at the end it says Eddie Cochran by Sharon Sheely. So I think that's meant that she's a photographer maybe and that's meant to be Eddie Cochran mm. who's... Uh, who said that he, he likes her trousers. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody will tell I us. I like your trousers. Fucking, Come with tell me. Us the proper story about that. But um, there you go. That's why that was a fucking great yeah, song. Well, that's why Eddie in Cochran, all of this era. Mm. Eddie Cochran's a bit like Buddy Holly in the fact that he had some fucking astounding songs, but then sadly died before mm. um, any kind of decline happened. So it's all just preserved in aspic, this fucking brilliant short back catalogue of music yeah you never Come saw any Cochrane turning um, up on Pebble Mill in 1992 looking a bit fucking washed up yeah what is that song called Sid Vicious covered it something else oh, she should find look a man song. see something else <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, fucking Eddie yeah. Cochran yeah what a fucking artist he was that is something else he's a, one of the Best songs of that rock and roll era, isn't it? I don't think Eddie Cochran gets lauded enough these days. But no, I think you're right. That's why about we're that. here. I always thought I used to have um, a cassette. Like it was, I was quite old. I was about thirteen, fourteen, and mm. went out to the shops for my birthday. Dad, take me out to the shop so I can choose my own presents because you'll <laughs> only get me shit ones. So we went out to the shops, and obviously we fucking hit W. H. Smith's hard. Yeah. And she said, why don't you choose a cassette? And I chose 
like the greatest rock and roll songs in the world ever. Yeah. Because I th- I think it was, I don't think it was I don't think it was weird. I think it was quite common for kids to be sort of into rock and roll music. Yeah. Yeah. In that era well, in okay, the 80s. Was, yeah, but Shaking Stevens. Shaking yeah. Stevens was massive and he was just a rock and roll revivalist. So like, yeah, 50s early kid, 60s. You loved Shaky. Yeah. Because he was, because he yeah, did the fucking bendy it, knee stuff when he was dancing. And it was brilliant, exactly. And it was sort of attractive, wasn't it? The whole kind of the way they did their hair in the cars and all, yeah. and the songs were all very like melodic. And I fucking loved all of that. And I had a best, I had the greatest. I bought that on my birthday as a present, as the greatest rock and roll singles ever. Yeah. And I remember there was like about three by Eddie Cochran on there. Yeah, I mean, and that, but thinking, that was fucking. This I one. bet that was a great album. If you went back and revisited that now, yeah, I bet every song on that would be an absolute banger. Yeah. I mean, when I was I'll like what, when I was like seven, nine, I reckon I was much more into Shaking Stevens. Uh, this old house than I was mm. in the let's say ghosts by Japan oh, the ghosts of my life are coming <laughs> here Which, with, with hindsight that would be the thing that's supposed to be cool now but I must I'd still much rather listen to this old house by Shaky it's a great song um, you know I've told you a story about when I got mugged off by Shaking Stevens you did you did. Fucking hell. Yeah so I went I went off the, him a bit after that I love Shaky though because Shaky's a bit of a bastard Shaky has mm-hmm. he's enjoyed a drink over the 40, 50 years he's been around. Yeah. He knows how to party. Um, and he's a bit of a cunt. There's an interview with him in The Guardian this well, week. He was, Michael Hunt. He was a cunt to me. He was a cunt to me. I but mean, have you seen that footage like where he, he's seen that footage where he fights Richard Maidley on some kids' TV show, Granada. Oh, in, yeah, in I have seen that. Yeah, that's like great. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Shaky was great. Yeah, Shaky was all right, but there's a few pop stars who I've met who have I've gone off from a bit after they've and cunted me a bit. Shaky's yeah, he's one of them. It's their job to do that, though. It's not their job to like you. You were just a journalist. Oh you yeah, I was the another, enemy. Another annoyance. In well, the thing is, I, to be fair, I was annoying. It was I interviewed right. him at Glastonbury. I was I was presenting a five live show at Glastonbury. Well, you off five your head. live does Glastonbury with this prick, who's the only guy we could convince to go. Right, Were you off your head? And, uh, not yet, because it was in the right. morning. It was like ten a.m. <laughs> and uh, he came in, and we just sort of like. Yeah, I was probably a bit like <laughs> shaky. <laughs> oh, you're still like around, that. cunt. Yeah, uh, you're not radio it. <laughs> what are you doing here, cunt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so fair enough, Shaky. You're right. I and am. And I would still, again, situation. I would still rather listen to Shaking Stevens' greatest hits than anything Radiohead did after OK Computer. Mm. There you go. So you know what? Me. I'm with you on that. With I'm glad you said that because I obviously I really love the early Radiohead albums and. Then my good wife is someone who's remained a massive Radiohead fan Head. since then, <laughs> yeah. up until the modern day. And so she takes the piss out of me because I will sometimes, in moments of sensitivity, put on the bends by Radiohead, right. which Just is think you feel better. Yeah. Is, it's, a, it's probably my my favourite white person album, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's in my top 10 albums, but it's certainly in my top 10 white person albums, right? Yeah. And uh, it, um, and she made me a playlist, which went, yeah, you like all their like uh, basic stuff. And I was oh, like, what? Pop songs. <laughs> she made me a playlist, right? I said, all right, 
do me a playlist of the songs that happened after OK Computer, but mm. are still kind of accessible and not just sound, don't sound like the noise that the fucking you used to have to make when you dialed up the internet. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Which I thought the was sound- what all Radiohead music sounded like after 1998. The, so- the sound of a ZX Spectrum game loading. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what they all were. She made me a playlist on Spotify and sent it to me. Do you know what she's called it? Radiohead what? for babies. Oh! <laughs> it was like Roy Keane had made me a playlist. <laughs> and all the songs on it sounded like they were on OK Computer, but not as good. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just like... I mean, I prefer the Benz to OK Computer, but they're both great, aren't they? I mean... Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, exactly. But let's be honest, Eddie Cochran's better than fucking all of it. I mean, it was, it was probably... Eddie Cochran that got me into the Sex Pistols I was into the Sex Pistols Sam when I was six but it was that thing yeah. because I had a mate whose older brother was into them so you kind of yeah. got into it by osmosis but it wasn't yeah. the Sex Pistols of Johnny Rotten because he'd gone by then it was 1978 right. it was the Sex Pistols doing a silly thing and come on everybody uh, yeah. what was the other one that you just mentioned before uh, something else something else yeah and mm. Sid Vicious sang them all and there was this, this cartoon sort of punk pop group at that point for a brief yeah. six month period before Sid Vicious murdered his girlfriend then went to prison and then got out yeah. and then died but um, yeah. yeah and like I was at the Sex Pistols because they were doing Eddie Cochran bam, 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 fucking bam, great bam, pop bam. songs yeah really yeah my brothers edgy. used to listen to them around the house and I yeah. loved it and I tell you um, and we had the on vinyl we had the soundtrack to that David Essex film that had a rock and roll that'll be sound. the day that'll be the day so that was like on vinyl, I think that was one of the things that my dad left. There were certain things in the house that were artifacts of my dad's reign, mm-hmm. and one of them was that. And I think it used I picked to... that up on vinyl a couple of years ago at a boot sale. Yeah, and it's like it's got it's basically that's if you want to get into rock <laughs> kids, if you're listening to this fucking <laughs> podcast with these two forty something men talking about rock and roll, and you're interested, <laughs> that would be a really good starting point because that, as I remember, it has all the fucking classics on it. The soundtrack to that will be the day. Jalapeno. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
Jalapeño. And the other good thing from a movie which I got, which my wife bought me on DVD because I kept going on about it, but I haven't got around to watching it, re-watching it yet, but I used to watch it to death when I was a kid, is um, American Graffiti, the George Lucas movie. Yeah, yeah. With Richie Cunningham in it and Harrison Ford in it too. Yeah. And that totally encapsulates that whole fucking vibe. Not just the yeah. soundtrack, which is amazing, but also just everything about 50s Americana is there in that film. Yeah. It's the perfect encapsulation of it. Yeah, and pe- I mean, people were still massively into that, weren't they? Like, I mean, after, especially after Elvis died as well. People mm. all rediscovered that they were just big Elvis fans from back in the yeah, day. Yeah, in the and- 80s. I mean, Teddy Boys <clears throat> became a thing. And rock, rock, I mean, Teddy Boys came, there was a bit of a Teddy Boy revival, but there was also the Rockabillies. And we talked about this before because my mm. brother, Dom, was a psycho Billy. And he, he likes the yeah. mutants and the guana bats. But if you really want to wind him up now, even though he is a man now in his 50s with four children of his own and all the other responsibilities that go with being an adult domesticated suburban male, if you sometimes just pretend you're sleeping up and go, oh, yeah, remember when you were a rockabilly, right? Now, as far as I can see it, Andy, in the 80s, these these were what? Niche cults, right? They were sort of fringe cults, weren't they? Youth movements that were quite brief in the 80s. You'll probably remember better than me, but that's how I perceive it. And he was a psychobilly, and they were also (laughs) rockabillies, but they were very similar. (laughs) But now, I know he's in his mid-50s, if I say... Just for a laugh, I'll go, yeah, remember when you were a rockabilly? It'll go, like, it'll go, become borderline violent. Mm. I want, what fucking rockabilly? What the fuck are you talking about? It's a fucking psychobilly, you cunt. Yeah, well. But rockabilly was a thing. just psychobilly in action there, isn't it? Proving That's himself. psychobilly. I'll go, oh, typical psychobilly. Oh, yeah, once a psychobilly, always a psychobilly. You know, he's got, I probably told you, he's got a psychobilly tattoo on his fucking shoulder. He has, I remember shoulder. Me, yeah. Imagine that now. He got it when he was 16. It's enormous fucking skull that's screaming its head off with a flat top haircut. <laughs> I'm just looking at that. that that'll be the day. So, um, compilation album. Everly Brothers, Bye Bye Love. Platter smoke gets in your eyes. Big bottle of Chantilly love the Lace. Brothers, Dion I do. and the Belmonts run around Sue. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire. Uh, the Champs Tequila, Little Richard Tootie Fruity. Fucking hell, it's so good. It's so My good. other brother, Casp, um, beat me up once because he I taped over. He had, he had a compilation of music um, performances that he'd taped off of the tube, mm-hmm. right? So you can imagine it was fucking really good, right? Yeah. But... I, I wasn't so interested in that and they had on I can't remember what channel or how I came across it they had the Everly Brothers in concert and I was about 12 and I fucking just went, I'm fucking recording that watch it's that brilliant. later and I just <laughs> pressed record on whatever tape was in the Whoa, machine which as, you know is, that's like really bad that's dangerous and he's gone to sit down to probably watch some fucking performance by the Smiths or something on the yeah. tube and he's got the fucking Everly Brothers singing "Bye Bye Love." He went mad. Yeah, I got. I took. A, I took a beating for that, mate. Yeah, I caught a beating. Did. I suppose yeah. rightly so, really. I think so. But I love the Everly Brothers. They're fucking amazing. They're a great band. Yeah. Um, they're not in the chart in nineteen eighty eight. That we see. We've, no. <laughs> we've got off at a bit of a tangent, but that's all right. That's what we're here for. Um, but let's have a look. What else is in? What else? Now, to Pow, just briefly, I don't remember Valentine by To Pow, but I do know, and I'm sure Carol Decker follows you. She follows no, me, she and she sometimes follow interacts. 
no. she sometimes interacts. No. So that's good. Um, She's probably blocked me, if anything, because I fucking despised the Pow. I thought yeah. they were dog shit. Everything um, they did was awful. Sh- She's quite volatile. Yeah, I know. I know. I might have to block and her now. let's be honest, in the past, you've been volatile on Twitter as well. So the pair of you, yeah. I mean, you're like, you're either going to kill each other or fuck each other. I was going to say, you're trying to say the sex <laughs> would be amazing. Because I think you could you be right. You and Carol Decker, you'd have a Twitter spat, then meet up at some services and have it off <laughs> in the back talk. of your car. Yeah. Um, I'd hire a van. Mirror by Sam, Michael I'd Jackson. hire a van for it, just for the day. Yeah. Right, I'm going to fucking, right, fine. I'll fucking meet you at Knotsford Services. Just off I'll the be M6. in a van. I'll be in a white van. Look out for it. And we'll settle this one way or another. In the we'll back. settle this once and for all. I think you know what I'm saying. <laughs> man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. Although this is what I regard as sort of late or mid-era Michael Jackson because, you know, it's post-thriller, post-off the wall, which is his mm. best work. Fucking love Man in the Mirror. Fucking think it's a great song. People, Some people think it's cheesy. In fact, I got... And my mate Darren slapped me in the face once for saying man in the mirror. I can't remember what I said. We were at his house, bit out of it, and we were putting man in different songs. Man in the mirror, songs. better than Thriller. Something like that. And he slapped me around the face. <laughs> God, I've had quite a lot of violence against the me over the years to do beating, with music. Another music-related yeah. beating. Just because of my opinions on music. Everyone's beating me up all the time. I don't see why. Uh, well, uh, let's have a look. What's number 22? It was not was. Of course, we opened our live shows with Walk the Dinosaur. Mm. And at number 22 is the vastly superior Spy in the House of Love, which is a fucking great song. Um, yeah, I can't remember how it goes. I am a spy in the house of love, gathering clues to be used in the war of the affections. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yes. Yeah, nice rendition as well. Thank you it's very much. It's a great much. name for a song as well. I mean, Spy I'd vote for that song love. even without hearing it. Spy in the House of Love is just like, yeah, great song. And it's Some just got songs, like really they say, clever, witty lyrics as well, which was They say not, don't judge good. a book by its cover, mm. and which, again, I don't agree with. I think you can judge a book by its cover. And judge they say want, yeah. don't judge a song by its title. Well, in some cases you can, because mm. if a song is called Spy in the House of Love, you know it's a good song mm. without hearing it, you know? Yeah. But then if you hear, but just below it, 23, a song's called Candle in the Wind, you've got a good fucking sense it's probably going to be shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Candle in the Wind live as well. Oh, even and worse, I, I hate I, live songs. I hate live recordings, yeah. Imagine, I mean, some people buy a live album, which I think's weird, but buying a live single. Oh, I'm going to run out and spend my, you know, some of us had enough to buy a single a week. Mm-hmm. This week, I'm going to buy a single that's not been. Fu- no, they haven't even been bothered to record in a yeah. fucking proper studio. Yeah, they they could have gone into a studio and made the very very best rendition of it that they can with all the technology and the time and the energy to make it sound perfect. Or they could have just pressed record at a fucking show and put that mm. out. Fuck mm. off! I know, disgusting. Not worth your money. Uh, Twenty nine people are strange. That would have been from the film. That's uh, from that's, that's, that's a cover Boys, of a Doors track, a band that yeah. you hate. I really like to steer you away from because some bands you hate so much you become furious. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why I've said it. It's almost like nervous reaction. I thought, oh no, did I ever mention it? This is a cover no, of the no. Doors song. No, no, the, the Doors are up there. The Doors are up there in the top three bands like that, up there with Red Hot Chili Peppers. And, oh, this is Echo um, and the Bunnymen. I don't know how you feel about them, although I can I imagine the them irritating Man. you a bit. Oh, you like I, them, do you? I love the Bunnymen. But to be fair, okay. that's one of the Doors' best songs, People Are Strange, because it's like people a pop, pop song. Yeah. 
Um, it's, a pro- it's a catchy song. It's not. They a covered wank. this for the song for the film. Um, for the film, The Lost Boys. That's another film. Which I've is never a seen. real classic of the era. Never seen it. Alexander O'Neill and Shirelle. That's just an opportunity for me to remind everyone the greatest achievement of my whole life, which was singing a it. duet with Alexander O'Neill. Yeah. Uh, I sang with him, criticised, but when we were first talking about what song to sing, mm. obviously it was always going to be criticised because that's his sort of definitive track. But me, to sort of show that I was a bit of a next-level Alexander O'Neill fan, I suggested, because he did a few songs with Shirelle, like did Saturday you suggest, Love. I was going to say, did you suggest Saturday Love? Because that would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would have been. That's what I wanted to do. And Sunday, he was like, Monday, Tuesday, his, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah, Friday, Saturday, I thought I could do that bit. Yes. Because most of it's Shirelle, right? Yeah. And I could have done that. And then Alexander comes in and I go, when I think about you, which is a, just a, it's just a brilliant bit. But no, yeah. the, I think it was the producer of the show said, no, it's a bit too uh, esoteric, yeah. that mate. Stick to criticise. Stick to the hit. Mm. Oh, Saturday Love was a big hit. Yeah, but it wasn't as big as Criticise, was it? But I probably prefer it as a song. How Men Are by Aztec Mm. Camera. Can't remember how it goes. I like Aztec Camera. Why should it take the tears of a woman to see how men are? And it's a song about feminism, Mm. Sam. Wow. It's a song about what a bunch of cunts are. They were ahead of their time, weren't they? Well, this, this, I mean, I'd like to say I was a massive Aztec Camera fan at this point. Yeah. Um, And this got me into feminism, this song. It made me the feminist that I like to think I am now. Good lad, isn't he? Um, and when, you, when you're when 15 and you're trying to get off with girls, going around saying, hey, well, I'm going to be feminist, yeah, doesn't fucking work at all. Because no, they're no, not they're interested. Just, they think that's boring. I want a bad of boy. They do. Yeah, exactly. I want someone who's a bit more like with an Eddie, Eddie Cochran, Cochran vibe. Or Shaker that's Stevens. I'd turn up on my BMX in my leather jacket <clears throat> and my yeah. quiff hairstyle. Yeah. And yeah. my cigarettes in my T-shirt sleeve and go, hey, girl, jump yeah. on the back. You like yeah. my new American trousers? Yeah. Whereas I'm going, well, I really, really identify with how oppressed you girls have all been over the years. Yeah. And I think it's everything, it, everything just needs to change. Nothing. <laughs> you get no Millie fingering Tan. at all. Yeah, no one wants to get fingered kind of by the male version of Millie Tan. Nah, not at all. But, uh, great but song, you though. probably would have thought of that says you're probably living in under false consciousness where you'd convince yourself that fingering itself was a um, act of oppression. <laughs> yeah, probably. A Actually, with hindsight, no, hey, I didn't. Do you fancy fingering me off? Uh, thank you, but no. Um, <laughs> I just think that would be a violation. <laughs> <laughs> but I've just Are said you sure, you can like? You can I've, if you want. I've just said it's fine. No, you're living under false consciousness because the patriarchy <laughs> has convinced you that this is what ex- is expected of you to make your body available to male digits. Yeah. No, I quite like it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun and it's portable. He can it's do fun, it anywhere. It's portable and you, apparently my sister told us you can't get pregnant off of it. <laughs> as long as you've washed your hands first. Yeah, because your fingers can shoot spunk like. You might have spunk in your, off, your, off your fingers off doing a wank earlier. Yeah. Suppose so that wash your happen. hands. Mm. No, but yeah. Um, that's feminism covered for this chart. Um, <laughs> what else have we got? Uh, do you want to hear the some translated lyrics for Joe the Ta- Joe Taxi or 
as it's called in English, Joe the Taxi, (laughs) because we did this in a French lesson. Some forward-thinking French teacher thought, "Ah, there's a French-speaking song in the pop chart, so perhaps this could engage the children. (laughs) So it goes like this. This will engage the kids. Uh, You know, so it goes, Joe the Taxi, il va partout, il marche pas soda. Joe the Taxi doesn't go everywhere, doesn't go by the soda. Right. I think that means the pop. The pop stand. Yeah. His yellow sacks knows all mm-hmm. the roads by heart, mm-hmm. all the little bars, all the black corners, mm-hmm. and the same. And it's bridges that shimmer. In his box, the music for Joe is the rumba, from old rock to mambo. Mm. Joe the taxi, that's his life. From rum to mambo, traffic jam, he's like that. Rum and mambo, Joe, Joe, Joe. There we are. I could go on. Yeah, sort Beautiful. of a name, really, Beautiful. but you know, yeah. I mean, it's something to talk about for that song because that was a very contentious song at the time, wasn't it? Because I Why? think she was fourteen. She was fourteen year old, uh, apparently. What? And she was quite sexualized in the video. She was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, back that's then, disgusting. That was that was a big controversy. I think she was probably banned by Radio Two and Radio Three as a result. Renowned. But, uh, yeah. Renowned cunt and twat, Johnny Depp ended up marrying her, didn't he? He did, yeah, yeah. A man who has been described in a court of law accurately as a cunt and a twat, now Mm. I think. This uh, court finds you a huge cunt. How do you plead? I can't hear you, Johnny Depp, because you're mumbling, because you (laughs) think that that makes you seem cool. (laughs) This court has found you, as a result of the evidence, to be a cunt. And what's more... Because you brought this case to court yourself, I am also describing you here as a twat. You are sentenced to be described as a cunt and a twat forevermore. A mumbling, cunting twat. Send him down. Johnny Depp never got in the top ten, did he? Exactly. Um, That's about it. I reckon, Sam, I think we've drained all the juice out of this chart. We'll move on to another one in the pop landscape in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I've enjoyed that one, though. Particularly our discussion of rock and roll music from 30 years before this. Shall we do the thing on air that we normally do off air where we decide what the next chart's going to be? Let's do it, mate. someone a little bit of a a teaser as to what's going to come next. So here we go. The year will be 1977. Whoa. Way back. The month will be November. And the day will be the 4th. 4th of November, 1977 is going to be the next one. I'm going to have a quick look at it now, and I'll give you the top five of that chart now as a little teaser of what's coming. Number five, status quo, rocking all over the world. Number four, La Belle Epoque with Black is Black. I want my baby back. Number three, Rod Stewart, You're in My Heart. Number two, yeah. Baccarat. Yes, sir, I can boogie. Oh, I love that. Number, number one, Abba. Name of the game. What a chart. Fucking hell. I was only two, but all of those songs are, are very Yeah, uh, they're all dear in to your me. conscience. I'm, I'm going to yeah. go. I'll tell you what else is in the top ten. Number six, We Are the Champions by Queen. Number seven, Silver Lady by David Saul. Number eight, <laughs> 2468 Waterway by Tom Robinson. Wow. Number nine, Holiday in the Sun by the Sex Pistols. Wow. And number ten, if you've never heard it before, this is a fucking incredible song, The Mighty Calling Occupants of Interplanetary Craft 
by the Carpenters, which was wow. a song they did for something called, I think it was called Earth Contact Day. Yeah. And it was supposedly when the world was reaching out to make connection with the alien life forces out oh, there. Oh, wonder if it was. So the Carpenters did an anthem to aliens. Go and listen to it now. It's brilliant. Oh, I'm going to. It's a fucking great shot. This is going to be a five-episode job, Sam. Yeah. I'm telling Look you forward now. to that one, cunts. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. See you in a couple of weeks with another one. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. You're very kind. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.